and I'm just freaking out because I start thinking, is this what women feel like when they go to a nightclub? I totally forgot that I was supposed to do a podcast today. I haven't had one ready for today, so it's 5.30 and time just got away from me. I spent most of the day watching The Queen's Gambit. I'm finally getting in on it. I'm on episode four. It's pretty good. I like it. I have three episodes left and... As far okay, I'm gonna spoil it a little bit. So if you haven't seen it and you plan on seeing it, you can probably stop right here. But a big part of the show, obviously she's she's a prodigy in, in chess, but at the same time she's dealing with this addiction of hers where she she really loves tranquilizers. And can you blame her? I don't know. I've never done tranquilizers, but I bet they're awesome. Just kidding. I mean, obviously they're awesome, otherwise they wouldn't be addictive, right? But my from my observation so far within episode four, it seems like she's handling it fairly well, like her addiction. It's not really impeding on her ability to play chess. She's getting around, she's making money, she's making friends, she's reading, she's studying. So as far as I can tell, this is barely an addiction. It's a very controllable addiction. She just happens to enjoy overindulging occasionally. Obviously, it was a problem when she was nine, when she first got onto him. But her into her teenage years, she seems to be doing just fine taking the drug. I I don't know if I would call it. It's it's very benign this addiction. So I wouldn't consider it a problem. It's like I'm still on episode four, so I don't know how it's going to be for her in the upcoming three episodes, but we'll see. Her mom just died. Her adoptive mother just died, and she was trying to get some more because I think she wasn't using them for a while, and I think now she's finally getting back on them. So it may be a downfall at this point. We'll see. There was kind of a teaser about it in the first episode, like the very first scene. But we're going to let you know. But I don't have anything prepared to talk about. Um, my friend requested that I talk about a particular subject. And since I don't have anything to say, uh, I guess I will. He, he wanted me to discuss my experience within the gay community. And I don't have much experience. Most of the experience can be summed up the, of one night. I was like, one night. That was a pretty, like, I went headfirst into it. I didn't have sex with guys, but I was introduced to this world that I was not familiar with. So I think I might have mentioned it 
before because I, I tend to bring up my road trip from three years ago from time to time. But this took place during my road trip. It was about a month into it. Yeah, I'd say about a month, and I was in Denver. And it was I got my second motel for the road trip. The first one was in Oregon, and this one was in Denver. Because I was planning on going out, and I wanted to drink. So I wanted to have a place where I could like Uber back and forth and have a place to sleep, things like that. And I was using Couchsurfer to meet up with people at a bar or somewhere. And I found these... For those who don't know what Couchsurfer is, like, let me first mention this. Um, it's an app where if you need a place to stay... You can crash on someone's couch and they're in an extra bedroom, something, whatever they offer you. You can sleep there and it's free. You have to pay like 60 bucks for the app, like a one-time payment. But after that, it's, it's all free. And I used it a few times during the road trip, probably a total of six or so. So I got lucky. Most of them happened in Colorado. And But they also have a feature on the app where you can meet people to go drinking or hiking or anything. Whatever you, you, whatever mutual interest you have, you can let them know, like, hey, I'm going to go here if anyone wants to join. And so I, so yeah, I was using this feature to just, because I wanted to meet people. And this gay couple, were, they... They posted in the couch server, like, hey, we're out drinking. If anyone wants to join. So I like checked on their box, say, hey, I'm 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 open. I I'm down. I wanna meet people. So I met this gay couple at a some bar. I wasn't able to buy drinks at the time. I was twenty uh how old was I? I was twenty two, but I still had my license from before I was 21. So it was vertical. And I think it's a state law in Colorado that you can't buy alcohol with a vertical license. And that's what I had at the time. So they were buying me drinks and I'd pay them back and all that good stuff. But yeah, we, we started bar hopping, going to several different ones. I was kind of shy at first and they, they were not timid at pointing it out they they really let me know that I was a quiet dude and and they were they were understanding like I was some guy alone on this road trip hanging out with a gay couple like for the first time I just I didn't have much in common with them but as we kept drinking as the night went on uh conversations got more lively and we started talking more and just about anything really that's what I loved about this couple in particular they they just they didn't care what we talked about it was anything and everything and I appreciate that in anybody and but as the night went on it was we're probably we've probably been to maybe four bars at this point it's maybe 10 to 11 o'clock we started drinking around seven or eight, so we're pretty hammered at this point. And one of them said, "One of them's a big 
tall black man. And the other one was a like a shorter, skinny white guy like me. The the black man was he was at least six two to six four. He was a big guy. And he was he was hefty too. But uh I think it was him who suggested that let's go to a gay bar. And we ended up going to a gay nightclub. And it was my first time like going to any place like this. And I was a little nervous. But I was like, hey, it's it's a road trip, man. I'm I'm here for the stories. Let's go. Let's just put me in this vulnerable position. Let's do it. And I was hammered at the at this point. But while we were waiting in line to get in the nightclub, the the smaller skinny white guy, he had a vape pen. And it, this is Colorado, so it was the THC vape pen. And he was hitting it, and I was asking him, hey. I was, I was trying to see if it would, like, ease me up a little bit, even though I was already pretty hammered. I asked if I could hit it. And, yeah, it was, I think it was my first time hitting a vape pen because I was, I was taking some big hits. And I, I had no idea that it was more potent because it was, like, concentrated THC. I'm not sure about the science, but it's stronger. You can put more, you can put more of it in a smaller container when you vape it. More THC, I think. Point is, I was I I got really high while I was really drunk. It was by far the most crossfaded I've ever been. But it didn't kick in until we were in the nightclub, and that's when it got. Interesting. I went to go take a pee-pee. I don't know why I said pee-pee. But, yeah, I was waiting in line. And a bathroom in a gay nightclub. Like, there's still music going on. There's still bouncing around. There's still people grabbing each other. It's it's basically... it's The bathroom, it was still the nightclub, just with toilets and a door. But people are still doing things they would do <laughs> on the dance floor. And that's when the weed kicked in. So I am cross-faded. The most cross-faded I've ever been, ever. And I start getting really paranoid. Because everywhere I look, there's just dudes grabbing on each other. Just aggressively. And like, no holding back. And I've, I was not used to that. I was used, you know, to being in the outside world where there's rules. And I'm just like, oh, oh man, I, I hope they can tell that I'm not here for this. I just wanted to observe. But I, I managed to get out of the bathroom. I had to, like, shuffle my way around everybody and like squeeze through these big sweaty dudes and then I lost my my friends I lost the gay couple and I had to go searching I had to go around this nightclub searching and it was like no man's land I just felt like they're just weapons everywhere but straight guys 
get like this misconception about gay dudes where they think they have less testosterone or they're less manly. No, they they are arguably more manly and arguably have more testosterone because they're pursuing other men who also have testosterone. So they're able to to like use it. There's 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 less rules against, you know, like for a straight guy trying to pursue a woman, you you have to hold back a little bit. You kind of have to regulate your behavior to a degree because you kind of you're trying to win her over, you know. But at least in this nightclub, there were just everyone was in agreement that we're just going at it with each other. And there was just so much dick grabbing and just sweaty grunting and so many shirtless men who were buff as hell. And and I and I'm still like drunk and crossfaded. And I'm just freaking out because I start thinking, is this what women feel like when they go to a nightclub? And they just see this masculine energy, this just aggression all over the place. And you're kind of doubting your own ability to, to say no if they start coming up to you. That's how I felt. So I, I, I like to think I got a good perspective on how women can feel sometimes when they go to a place like this. I was just nervous. But if they came up to me, I don't I I don't know how I would have responded. No one grabbed my dick. But I've had I had plenty of dudes kind of like not hug me per se, but just on me as I'm shuffling by. They're they're trying to include me in on this this gay mosh pit of dick grabbing and like, ooh. I was I was just nervous, very scared, but I finally found the gay couple, my friends, and I told them, "Hey, I need some sleep. I I'm I'm done here. I'm good. How about you guys?" And they were they were pretty done with it too, thank God. So they had a friend in Denver because they I think they were living in Fort Collins at the time, so they were visiting Denver for the night. But they had a friend in Denver that we were able to crash at his place. And yeah, everything was good. I just... I just remember how... How that energy was in that place. It was just too much. It was overwhelming. There was so much going on. And I was by far the drunkest and highest I've ever been. And it just wasn't a good place for me. Maybe if I was a little more sober, I could have enjoyed it a little more. Maybe I could have found some straight lady that was there with her gay friends. That that happens a lot, right? Maybe, but I was I was daisy. I was lackadaisical, whatever the word is. Dazed and confused. And but it, it was it was an interesting night. Definitely, I had a good time with with my with my friends. 
um, they were cool, super open-minded, smart, intelligent people. But yeah, the I I just shouldn't have hit the vape pen. I think that's where the night went bad. That's where things started going the wrong way. Because I was just walking around and everything, it felt like I wasn't moving, but everything else was. And it was just spinning while I'm trying to get past everybody and just was not a good place. And I think when you add vulnerability on top of that, it just makes it that much worse. But other than that night, I don't know if I've been, actually, I take that back. I've been to I've been to Drag Night once in College Station, Texas. That's a that's a rare place to have Drag Night, place as conservative as College Station. That was that was brief. It was I met this one guy that looked like Ralphie May. For those who don't know who that is, he he's a deceased comedian, but he was big, super big. That's kind of what he was known for and had kind of sort of this lesbiany voice. You'd have to you'd have to listen to him to know what I'm saying. But met a guy like that. Oh, in in Amarillo, I went to a gay bar. It was this one. This place was more of a bar. It wasn't a nightclub. They had like this these singers and dancers on a stage, but it was it had more of a bar vibe to it. That was interesting. Yeah, I, I met strange people on this road trip, but they were all fun. I just shouldn't have hit that vape pen. Other than that, I don't think... I'm thinking, because I've, I've lived in places where that shit is very open, like Eugene, Oregon. I'm trying to think. Gay Bar, Colorado. Or Gay Nightclub, Colorado. Gay Bar, Amarillo. Gay Bar, College Station. Um, I think that's it. I think that's my only experience within the gay community. And I mean, it was it was fine. <laughs> the 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 time in Denver. I mean that that was more than enough for one straight guy. Uh. Man, the vape pen, man. That's that's gonna. I lost my keys that night. I remember that now. I I Ubered back the next morning to my hotel, and I realized I did not have my keys. I had to get some uh, truck guy, some car opener guy to open my car so I can get my spare keys. Man, I would have been screwed if I didn't have my spare keys. He was nice enough to make me. To like replicate another key using my spare key, so that was cool. But yeah, I only have one set of keys now, and I guess a half a key that can manually unlock the door. But spent a lot of money that night too. Yeah, so hammered. I didn't even get to sleep in my motel. I just had a place to park my car. <clears throat> Where did I go that night? I I went to Colorado Springs that the next day. And the, in Colorado Springs, 
that was an interesting night because this was around Halloween when all this was going on. And I went to I went down to I couch surfed the next day too. And everything was all set. I had a place to stay for the night, so I figured I'd I'm gonna go and explore downtown for a little while. And I went to all these bars and I got to do do this free ghost tour, like this haunted bus thing. They were experimenting with this virtual reality headset that involves you getting on a bus and kind of having these goggles on. It was okay. The technology at the time was crap, at least for this company. It was free, though. They were trying to get people to come take a look at, like, look at we what we got. I mean, <laughs> it was okay. It wasn't something I would pay for, but it was free. And then after that, we were sent on this haunted house, and it was kind of silly. It, I felt bad for the actors in the haunted house because there's this one lady that was super committed to her. She was like a ghost lady, and she was like screaming at the top of her lungs in character, like, get out, get out. And you could tell she's really into it, but we were all kind of giggling. <clears throat> I felt bad. I think I gave her a few pity scares, like, oh, oh, no. But I don't think she bought it. And then at the end of the haunted house, we got free drinks. So that was a, that was a cool night. But I'm trying to think. Nope, I think that's everything that I've done within the gay community. Are you happy, Adrian? I did it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I feel like there's something else that I'm missing. But I don't think there is. Mm. Nope. That's it. But, yep, I've done 20-ish minutes, so I think that's a good amount. So, yeah, I totally forgot I was supposed to have a podcast ready today. Um, I think this is maybe my second to last one. I think this is episode 28 or 29 within the 30-day challenge. So I'm almost done. And I can take a break for a while. I still would like to continue making podcasts, though, because as long as people keep listening, I'll, I'll post something. I don't know who the hell you people are. I know some of you, but the people from Ireland still haven't reached out. What the hell? Did you only listen to one episode and you messed up my analytics? <clears throat> but, yeah. I'm getting an average audience now. But, yep, I think we're good here. I really, if I had another gay story, I would tell you. Other than, uh, Jesus Christ, my screensaver always blacks out on me. But, <clears throat> ow, my mouth is still sore. But yeah, cool. I guess we're going to call it a day. But 
Hope everyone has a good Thursday evening. Today's my Saturday, and tomorrow is also my Saturday, and Saturday is also my Saturday, and then Sunday is my Sunday. But yep, have a good day, friends. I'm gonna. I would like to maybe do another hiking podcast at some point. I don't want to hike and record. I would l- rather stop somewhere, chill out, then record while I'm hanging out somewhere, and then go back, leave the hike later. I think that'd be cool. As long as it's not too windy. Last time I did the hiking one, I it was like six minutes. I That hike itself, it wasn't very long. I was cold as hell. That was Christmas Day, too. Man, that was almost a month ago. January is flying by. These months, man, they are zooming by. And I don't know how I feel about it. A lot can happen within the next month or two. A lot. That's why I stopped making plans two to three months in advance. Because shit can happen. Shit can change too quickly. So I'm trying to trying to make it more of a day-by-day thing. Maybe have something prepared a few weeks in advance, but nothing beyond that. So, yep. All right, guys. Have a good night. See you.